I'm Carlos King, the host of Reality with the King podcast, where we discuss all things reality TV, honey, from interviews with my friends across the entertainment industry to recapping an episode of our favorite reality shows. Listen to Reality with the King wherever you get your podcast. Hey, y'all, it's your girl, Booney, and you're listening to the Booney Breakdown Podcast, your source for all things responsible and ratchet. Hey, guys, welcome to episode 210 of the Booney Breakdown Podcast. We have a fun one here. We have our problematic fave is on this episode. Brian and I... (laughs) It's always funny. We kind of talk about our shit we be talking about in our DMs to each other. We have a good conversation about sexual anxiety. Brian believes it's bullshit and made up. Like we don't need to diagnose things. We have dialogue about that. Then we also talk about which 1911 team is better. Are you for the Kappas or you for the bros? (laughs) So you want to stick around for that conversation with Brian. All right, we're going to hop right into my pick of the week. This week, my pick of the week is our interior designers. You know, one of those things like those moments where you feel like, oh, I done made it. I made it a little bit in life because when I moved, I wanted to be very intentional about the feel, about the look, about what I was putting in my new space. And so one area is like kind of open concepty. And so I was like, I'm gonna have to make the investment into an interior designer. And I'm so glad I did. Um, I actually did it for two different spaces in my house and worked with two different designers. You don't have to use the same designer for your whole entire space. But um, one designer actually paid for the design, the schematic, and for them to actually implement the other designer I had. And she was on the podcast, Whitney um, J. Decor down in Louisiana. She was on episode 144, Making Your Home a Sanctuary. And we did an e-design project together which she's given me the basis and I've been able to like piecemeal, not piecemeal, but yeah, I guess piecemeal, like buy the things on my own timeline when I have some extra funds um, and taking my time and making sure I'm buying things that I like. But she gave me a great vision to execute on my own. And it's finally like, I'm starting to see it melding. I have like one more area I need to do in the space that we worked on. But it's really come together really nicely. And I really, really like it. And so I never thought I would be one person who would have ever paid an interior designer. But for me, they were worth every fucking penny. So again, if you want to go back and listen to the episode with Whitney, that's episode 144. She gave some really good tips on how you can do stuff yourself. But even if you want to pay for someone to do it or you want to do an e-design, that's my pick of the week, interior designers. Housekeeping. Housekeeping. Come back later, please. Housekeeping. Not now. All right. Housekeeping. We need to do some feedback from episode 209. uh, Sex Parties 101 with Majesty the Fun Sexual. I got a lot, a lot of feedback on this one. (laughs) And it was interesting because I did a talk to Booney Tuesday poll 
And so many people, a mass majority, 87% of folks said that they would go to a sex or play party with their partner if they just wanted to watch. It dipped a bit down to about 57% said that they would go to a play party, sex party, if their partner said that they wanted to actually play. So that was, I wasn't shocked that more people would be like, we can go and watch, but we're not going to do nothing. So, but I feel like maybe once you get there, listening to what Majesty was saying, you might want to do a little something. Maybe not with other people, but maybe you and your partner get in the mood, in the space, the vibe is right, the feels are right. But I got two (laughs) really good comments this week. One said, hey, Booney Girl, as someone who has frequents play parties, solo, partnered, whatever, I love them. I think Majesty gave really amazing tips for first timers that will make their first experience or frequent experiences memorable. And the tips were very insightful to ensure that you would have a great time. Also, kudos on that panties tip. I never would have thought of that. And I've been going to play parties for the last five years. So great episode. I also got this message. Just finished this week's pod. So many fantastic moments. I loved it. Puppy pads. I have to try that as soon as I buy my wand. Um, There are so many parts of this week's pod that are on spot with the conversations that I've had with my man. Always love listening to this pod. And so you're probably like, panty tip, puppy pads. Yes. Majesty gave out a lot of whole pro tips in that episode. (laughs) So if you have not listened, I encourage you to go back and check out episode 209, Sex Parties 101. All right. I'm saying this to hold myself accountable because I'm behind on a deadline and I really have to get my shit together. Um, And so the dates will be publicly released for Booney Live very, very soon. All right. They will be coming out within the next two weeks. I promise you that. But however, how, however, however, but comma, whatever, um, (laughs) Patreon gang will get first crack at those tickets. All right. And so if you are not a member of Patreon gang, you can head on over to patreon.com backslash the Booney breakdown. That is one of their many perks that they get is that they get early access to any live of ticketed events. And so they will get first crack at the tickets and then it will open up broadly. We have two cities dropping. Um, all of that information is coming very, very soon. I promise you. So this is me. Y'all can hold me accountable. If by April, <laughs> if by April 25th, I ain't dropped no dates and y'all need to rent bust my DMs down and say, bitch, you promised us. Okay. So that is my promise that that information will be out very soon because outside open, I need sold out crowd. Like I got to come back with sold out shows. I can't come back and be like, Oh, I kind of sold some tickets. No, I really need y'all to sell me out. We going to sell out these first two um, cities and then we'll work for a city probably in the South in the fall because it stays warmer down there longer. All right. And so if this is your first time listening, welcome. Welcome to Ratcheteer Gang. I hope that you stick around and you follow and subscribe us on any podcast app that you're listening on. Also, you can follow us over on social media, Instagram and Facebook at The Booney Breakdown. We're most active on Instagram. The party really be lit over there. You can also follow us on Twitter at Booney Breakdown. We're on TikTok too at The Booney Breakdown. All right. And we're sharing this episode. You could put it in your Insta stories. You could put it in your group chat. You could send it to a friend. You could text it to your boo. You heard the feedback from last week. Homegirl said she sent it to her man. They was listening to it. So you can do all that. I appreciate it. And if you share it on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, be sure to tag us. You can use the hashtag, the Booney Breakdown, the hashtag pod in, P-O-D-I-N. 
All right, so that is it for me. So let's get ready to break it down. Hey guys, it's your girl Poonie, and I'm back with y'all problematic fave. What's good? Uh-huh. How you be? Uh-huh. Gotta drink some water. Problematic fave is in the building, ready to cause some problems, ready to start some trouble. Doing what you know, I do. It's what you do best. I live for these days. I'd be like, why Pony don't record with me more? <laughs> like, because I wake up and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like sitting there doing like self thinking and i'm like you ain't doing no self-work not like work i'm just saying like i think i like crazy shit and i'd be like that's some shit we need to talk about and then it's like when we do i'd be like damn like i forgot to talk about that (laughs) i do that often so this time you know what i did i went back and i think the episode title of this one i say this but it could change because we always go off on a tangent it might be dm tales because if somebody ever hacked our dms <laughs> yeah oh you know what that's funny because i actually heard somebody say that recently like oh you you're not afraid to like say stuff in the dm because what if the dm gets hacked and what if all your messages get out and i'm like mm, i don't really live my life like that <laughs> i don't really think <laughs> like that like i'm not that cautious i'm not that worried anything yeah i don't think it's anything bad like we wouldn't lose jobs or lose niggas or women but i do think people would probably laugh at our dms it's it's a lot of me telling brian i'm gonna fuck him up or it's a lot of him telling me i'm annoying (laughs) i mean i'm just talking about not even just me and your dms i'm talking about the dms from all like all dms let me tell you this i was talking about the other (laughs) night with my and she was saying how she wasn't giving me no sympathy because I was like, dang, I need to go out on a date. And she was like, bitch, the DMs you be showing me and screenshotting and sending me, like, your DMs are lit. You're not on a date because you don't want to be on a date, not because you can't get a date. <laughs> right. See, some people are struggling. Like, I had this long talk with this girl the other day, and I don't even care if she's listening because I was just so pissed <laughs> off with her. Like, I was just like, yo, like, what are you doing? She was just like, I just want to be with somebody. I'm tired of being alone. And I'm like, is it that bad? She just was like, yes. Like, it sucks being alone, being like in your 40s, like early 40s, no kids. Like, I'm just tired of being alone. Like, I take the other nigga back. Like, I don't even care. And I'm like, damn. So my whole thing was, like, when it gets to that point, like, you don't ever want to get to the point where you're just asking for somebody. Yeah, cause because that's when you get fucked up, you get beat, you get robbed, you hooked on drugs. I mean, just, <laughs> just like I feel like the worst thing you could do is be alone and be with somebody else. Like you got a relationship and you're still lonely because this motherfucker is just there. So it's like be intentional. Don't be like I want somebody. Somebody will come and work up yeah. shop in a lot of different ways. No, yeah. I'm definitely. I don't say that. Like, I don't mind being alone. I don't know. I know a lot of people don't like that life. Um, well, I feel like when you don't, it's because you haven't done the work to kind of tap into you. So look when at you it tap- sounded like a nigga that's in therapy. <laughs> Not no more. I got kicked out. You got kicked out of therapy? Why? She took me out. She was like, it was a waste for me to keep coming. She was like, you've done everything that we wanted. She was like, you know, you're at that place. It's time for me to let you go. She was like, you can do it. You can be. You can, <laughs> oh, you got your wings. <laughs> you can be who you want to be. And I'm here for you. If you have anything happen, 
I'm here for you. And Take that was like from therapy, and then I go back. It was like a month and a half ago. She just was like, "You like?" She cut me down to from two, every two weeks to once a month, and then it became like, "You ain't no need for you come in. Like you're doing too good. Your shit getting boring." She's like, your shit is boring. Like, it wasn't no more good. You don't got no other issues to work on. You all healed. I'm all healed. I'm perfect. Oh, shit. But the whole thing I was saying. Shoot y'all shot, ladies. Okay. No. I said I was perfect. I didn't say I was available. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) So the whole thing I was saying was, when you do the work on yourself, you got to date yourself and know what you like. I'm like, some of y'all don't even know what y'all want to eat let alone like where you want to go for a nice time. Like you'd be like, what's your idea of a nice date? They'd be like, eh, I don't know. You find out they never even been on a nice date. You find out they never even been anywhere. Like there's so many women who never really even been on vacations. Like never even been out the country with a dude or all their trips been with their girlfriend. Oh, don't attack me. How <laughs> <laughs> I catch the stray? <laughs> I'm sorry, but I just feel like I thought. No, I just don't be liking these niggas enough to be going nowhere. But that's another thing, too. So it's like it's two sides to that coin where one, you could be just going just to go. And I think that's the worst. Like you going with a dude just because he paying and you don't really like him like that. That's awful. And then you got, you know, dudes who you deal with and they're not trying to go nowhere. Like I've had that. I've had that. And I've had it where it's just like, I don't even really like you enough to make a memory. Yeah, I think I think I'd rather I'd rather be on the side where you're like, I don't like you enough to travel with you. I need to get to know you better because it's very intimate. I feel like that experience is very intimate for us to be away and stay in each other's space for six, seven traveling. Yeah, that's a lot. The airport, the because at the end of the day, like you're going to fill my passport thing out. Like I ain't filling my own passport thing out. You You can't even do that. that Huh? You can't even fill out the little form. I feel like that's the woman's job. Like some stuff, like when you're on vacation, it's just a woman's job. Like, hey, babe, go down that buffet. And when you come back, bring my plate up here because I ain't really trying to walk down there today. All righty. <laughs> vacation etiquette 101 <laughs> from our problematic feed. <laughs> I'm just saying, like at the end of the day, that's, that's just how it goes. Like sometimes you want them to bring you certain stuff, like go get the food, you know, certain things. I mean, just certain things women do. I'm going to make that a goal this year. Men pay for the excursions. You know, it's like, oh, you know, you want to go ride jet skis? Like, all right, cool, babe, I got it. You know what I mean? And, and then so, are you splitting this. the trip, or like each person pays their own way, or are you but paying? You know what? You know what? I honestly have never paid for an entire trip, and I was so talking- a lot of Dutch vacations happening. Okay, but the thing is, it's like I will always pay for stuff once we got there. But on some, like, I got it like that. Like, oh, you want to go somewhere really nice? Like, I'm not just dropping three stacks on a trip. I got fucking kids. I got shit going on. But at the same time, like, if we together, why we both can't pay for the trip? I ain't never had nobody be like, no. I had this one chick that did tell me straight off the top, like, oh, if you want to go on vacation with me, like, you paying for that whole fucking trip. And I was (laughs) like, damn, bitch. (laughs) Come on, is that your standard, sis? We ain't go nowhere. <laughs> See, we already went on a tangent because this was not planned. We were supposed to be talking about DMs and we didn't got planned. <laughs> but that's funny. I do I feel like I would be okay with you know doing a split, but I'm I'm kind of with you. Like once I'm there, I probably would not want to because at that point I feel like it's a regular date. 
And so I'm not. And some like I just feel like it's a hell of a split when it's like it's three thousand dollars or twenty five hundred. Like we both picking out rooms, and you picking out the most expensive expensive type of room, and you want to be on the beach. Like how much you got on this trip? Like I ain't got you ain't got be it ain't got to be a whole 50-50 split. I might be like, hey, you know, let's book it. You know, what I mean, here, go ahead, take that five six hundred, put that down on it, or just go ahead and just we pay it. And I'll get you the rest or whatever. I mean, it just... So would you fall for the, like, I'd be like, no, nah, I would never do that because I'd be like, I want the points. Like, oh, I'll put it on my card to get the points, but then he don't pay me back. I'd be ready to blow shit up. So, nope. See, I pay like, my... Is, like, don't even go... <laughs> like, don't even go when if he ain't paid you back. Like, that's crazy when people would be like, we went... I couldn't even he, fathom. How'd you get on a plane without him even paying you back? I couldn't fathom because I'm changing the name on the ticket. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I might I'm, still go, but we're changing the name on the ticket. Yeah, yeah but crazy. I'm gonna make that a goal this year. I'm gonna make that a goal this year to go away with a nigga. Now I don't know what nigga is going to be, but I'm gonna make it a goal because I really don't really. I need to do better about liking men, and I'll leave it at that. All right, so okay. I want it. That's okay. <laughs> um. One of the DMs I laughed at because you were like, ping this for the next time I'm on there. So this time I actually remember because I always forget that shit. What was it? I had, I had posted in my Insta story. One of my past guests had did a post about let's talk about sexual anxiety. <laughs> and y'all problematic fave pulled up in the DM and was like, let's not. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, Brian, it's a real thing. And you were like, Bitch, you just nervous, and I'm nervous because we both want this shit to be fire. And once we know we we both good, so let's not create a new condition. <laughs> and yeah. why we got label everything now? Like everything has got a label. Like I get what it is. I know what it is. It's a real thing. But why do we have to call it that? Like, do we need another label? Like, so now you're sitting there, like at the table with your girlfriends. It's like, well, girl, you know he got sexual anxiety. Like what? <laughs> Like, you take a pill for that? Like, oh, no, he got to smoke before we have sex because he get real nervous. And if he don't do that, then he going to come fast. Like, that's the same thing her boyfriend got. He just ain't diagnosed. But the whole point is, it's like, why do we have to keep as a society, like, we are coming up with all of these labels to give people, like, an out. Like, just it just is what it is. Like, Harriet Tubman ain't have anxiety when that motherfucking whip was cracking and that gun was going off and she was sneaking through the woods. It was like... How the fuck did Harriet Tubman get in on this? Listen. I looked at my thigh. <laughs> oh the freedom fighter thought leg is out. <laughs> Your Yo, freedom somebody fighter. Called somebody called me Thotzilla the other day. <laughs> I was like, what? Brian be wearing hoe shorts with his freedom fighter. This old lady leg. was like, I know this old lady was like, I know you're not talking Thotzilla. I was like, what? <laughs> You like are a thoughtzilla. Now here's the thing, though. I do feel like you're right. Like I, we, we do label things, but I think there might be some man out there who's listening who might be like, you know, that's what I have. My dick just cannot rise to the occasion all the time, and so maybe he feels seen. He can talk about it, and it releases the pressure. So now he maybe he can fuck somebody properly. I had that problem before, but it wasn't. It was like what it made me realize it wasn't me. Who was it, it made, then? It was her. What do you mean? 
So anytime it happened with a female, I just felt like the chemistry was off. Because when you know you got good chemistry with somebody, it ain't no, it's no issues. So it's like, you gotta, you gotta, like, sometimes you gotta look at the other person and it don't matter how good looking they are, how banging their body is. It just could be in that moment, y'all just not connecting. Whether okay. it's the way you two are interacting, the energy, the, you know, the kissing, the touching, the way it go down. Like some of that stuff can like literally like throw everything off. Y'all could have been vibing perfect all the way up until that moment. And then right at that moment where it's like, now we doing something like some women feel like I ain't got to do nothing or they too quiet. They don't say nothing. And as guys, sometimes we feed enough for the way you like giving that energy. So sometimes the quietness is because it's better to be quiet than like, you don't know what you're not feeling. No, not even that. I'm talking about like, even just your breathing pattern, even the way like you are responding. (laughs) Like it's a difference when you touch a woman and all of a sudden, like you see her like shoulders move back and her neck move like, oh, and she start like getting a little bit more. She ain't she getting bothered. Yeah, no, I, I know what she's saying. Like, oh, right. She's there. aroused. I think that you is the point. Tell. So I can feel that energy at the moment. So a woman who's laying, laying there limp, she's not aroused. There, when you laying there looking at me like I'm your uncle <laughs> and I'm not supposed to be touching you, I gotta go. Like, well, I gotta be your uncle, but she's not around. Because you know, like people be people be fucked up out here, and it's like they don't tell you. And that's why, I like, um, I was listening to this pastor. He was talking about, you know, like people getting married and stuff like that, and you don't even know that this person's dealing with like a whole bunch of issues sexually, and then you find out, like, you got you got look. Sometimes you gotta ask some real questions with people. Because See, so that's why we need to name things sexual anxiety, so people have a, so a connection point. <laughs> So what are we going to call the people who just lay there like this? <laughs> they did in the water. <laughs> <laughs> Never had that experience. I can't say that I've ever had a nigga just lay in there. Um, That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm just saying everything is chemistry related. So I think in that situation where somebody's labeling to wrap it all up and bring it back home, they labeling themselves with something. And it might just be the wrong situation you're trying to. So you're saying it might not just be a good fit for this with that person. It's compatibility and chemistry. And you're saying don't give it a condition. Yeah, because anytime it's ever happened to me, I left out of there and went somewhere else to make sure I was still good. (laughs) You toxic as fuck. Hey, um, what you doing? I thought I was going to be busy all night, but looks like um, my homeboy canceled (laughs) on me. And um, I just want to see if this thing's still working. I'm about to put up. Pull Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Toxic 101. <laughs> pull up, pull up, walk in. That thing, thing, and you already know you back. Baby, I'm back. It was her fault. <laughs> it was her fault. You ain't shit. So do y'all have that? Do y'all have, uh, so do y'all have the, so y'all anxiety is different from ours in the sense that ours is automatically revealed in the sense that we're physical. So our, yeah, I think, our parts I think- are outer. So we actually have more pressure on us because one, if we can't perform in this uh, sexual anxiety that we're now calling the SA, if SA arrives, we actually fail the mission because nothing can happen at that moment, right? Yeah. So how is it in relation to y'all? Like, do you feel like you're, you're laying there and you're like, pussy don't fail me now? 
gotta turn this. <laughs> See, I don't feel. I feel like it's different. I feel like men probably, and I let me not speak for all women, but I can say I don't think I've ever had sex, crippling sexual anxiety to the point where I was like, <sighs> I think women. If well, let me speak for myself. Me myself personally, I think it's more depending on how much shit I talk. Right, like if I'm really oh, vibing yeah. with somebody and I don't talk big shit, then I'm like, oh, bitch, you better deliver. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I think it, it's different in the sense that, like you said, a guy really can't. I think most men can't tell, right? Like it's no physical thing. Like your nipples may be hard, you can tell, oh, she wet, but it's not like I have an erection, right? Right. Um, even to the point where I shared this thing last week, where it was stunning to me i was like this is why the pleasure the orgasm gap is the way it is because they had like a and i think i'm gonna do this at one of the mooney lives <laughs> it's probably gonna be one of my games where it was like they put up the anatomy of a woman and they asked the guys point to the clitoris every single guy they asked was pointing to the pee hole or the pussy and i'm like see y'all need to know what a motherfucking clitoris is so i feel like Guys have a different level of anxiety with sexual performance. I maybe there are some women. If you get sexual anxiety as a woman, let me know. But I can't say that I've ever had it. It's just really like I got to goddamn perform because I talk big shit in them. So we have, to, we have to do a poll because the thing is, like, I think for All right, women, this is talk to Booney Tuesday poll. Go ahead. So I think for women, the way that we don't know is because it's not apparent. But for us, we could have got out of there and be like, she talked all that shit and she was dry. Like, that's where your anxiety could have That's why lube is your friend. Go ahead. <laughs> I get that. But it's, you know, sometimes like, I, th- I feel like every time I ever had to like stop and use lube, it just turned me off. You know? Just turned me off. It just gave me a bad taste in my mouth. Why? Because it's like, I mean, if we not like on round three or four, why do we need it? Like it helps things. I get be that, better. but I'm just talking about like times when it was like became like almost like a regular occurring theme. Like reach over, grab the lube. Like oh fuck, <laughs> I get wet on her own. Like what is maybe going that? On? Maybe that was causing her sexual anxiety. She couldn't get wet. I guess it was like by the time you got in there, it was like man, it's like trying to like fight your way through like <laughs> the wilderness, Wipe. like. You white water action. By the time you get in there, like man, you didn't went like a whole round. Like the thing almost over. Thing tight, dry, <laughs> damp, <laughs> damp, damp pussy. <laughs> like, then they got the nerve to be like, "Is this pussy wet? This pussy wet?" Oh no, no. You just be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." But would you say that though? No, like I wouldn't say anything. I mean, I was younger. I haven't had any experiences like that lately but i had a bad experience where she used to be like hey why time and i'd be like oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe like, she yeah. was like trying to tell you like is you could play my booty mm. i don't know what it was but it was whatever it was i never had really experienced it like that again and that was good and it was like one time I had this girl, she just stopped like right in the middle and just like, I'll be right back. And I'm like, what the fuck is she about to do? She like ran in the room. Like I'm sitting there and she come back and she got like lube. And I'm like, what the fuck you think I was going to do? Sit here for five minutes and just be like at attention? Like, you yes. No, no. 
you, on you, the, it, you the bros. You gotta you you can it do it. It blew me. It blew me because I was just looking like. Uh, but I sometimes, mean, oh, you know, here we go. I feel like we talk about this every time you motherfucking on here. But I feel like maybe people who use lube a lot too. People who use condoms because it helps with less friction. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> It does. Like, that's what it oh. is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then sometimes, now, too, like, anything can affect it. Like, if it's that's too so cold. Funny. I was just in the aisle, and I was just in the aisle at Rite Aid waiting for my prescription. And while I was waiting to be filled, like, the back of the line was, like, tailing into that part of the mm-hmm. aisle. And I just picked up the little KY Jelly, like, two-in-one sensation thing, and it was, like, for your parts. And I was just reading it, and I'm just like, ah. But, you know, warming, warming jelly, all that type of stuff. Yeah, like, I don't think I've ever used warming jelly. But sometimes, too, like, that's why I'm always a performer. People laugh at me, but I wear socks when I have sex. Because when your feet are warm, don't make what? faces. I do. I will be butt-ass naked no. with some socks. So <laughs> because when your feet, they help control your temperature. So when your body's warm, you can orgasm better. And so I use, I generally have socks on. And what? A couple partners have made fun of it. Like, it's become a joke because they know I'm going to have socks. Like, I will have nothing else on, but I'm going to have some socks. They may be mismatched. They be they may be them fuzzy socks you wear around the house, but I'm going to have some goddamn socks on. <laughs> that is very interesting. So I guess you're not getting your, su- your toes sucked or anything like that. I'm, that is, I know some people like that when he is drilling and your ankle is by his ear and he lean over and suck your toe. <laughs> I don't like, don't touch my toes. <laughs> they don't say when he's, when he's drilling. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want it. Don't touch my toes. Oh, you can put your mouth anywhere else, but do not touch my feet with your mouth. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, like you, it. You sitting there with hospital socks on. With, uh, <laughs> I got them bottom. too. <laughs> a little traction on the bottom so nobody can lose their footing. Like, <laughs> yeah, it come good. in handy when you got to plant them feet. Got them <laughs> grips. All right. Um, <laughs> the other thing that was in our DM tales that you were like, is why I'm single. Do you remember what you said to me? Because you be mean to me in the DM. I said People something to you, and you was like, yeah. And I was like, that's why you're single. I can't remember what it was. Because you, you were talking about something. There was some, talking about something with the cues. And I was like, oh, it said, yeah. It said cues are marriage material. And you oh, yeah. Like, and I was like, yuck. <laughs> Yo, you, see, you can't knock it till you try it. And this is the whole reason why I say, like, we make great husbands. Why? Because- okay, real quick. Before you break this down. We got a few new white listeners here. So can you say what the cues are? <laughs> all, right, so, all right. So what we are, what we are working with is the fraternity, Omega Psi Phi Fraternity Incorporated. Um, if you've been on a college campus, you've seen the men with the purple and gold on, the gold boots, the dog collars. Not the Israelites. All of that. So that's only a small percentage of who we are. What makes us men of omega and i always say like we the only real frat out there don't be insensitive don't be sensitive if you're a capo alpha anything like that y'all cool but 
we have real brotherhood. Like we will fight each other. We will attack each other. Like we are borderline disrespectful to each other because it's like how brothers are like you can fight and be aggressive and everybody just don't get friendship off the break. Like you earn that friendship. So it's mm-hmm. like, we, we got like a whole different level of, it's almost like a dog, like that, that dogmatic nature where that dog becomes your best friend. But that dog, when you walk in and you don't first know that dog, that dog wants to sniff you out and make sure everything is good. So we give that. So we loyal, like we aggressive, we sensitive when we have to be. So the whole Are you? Is, listen, most women will never get to see that side of a Q dog out in person. But the whole part of you being a Q is when you have that woman and you can show that sensual side and you can break out that massage oil and put the playlist on and light the candles and drop the rose petals. It's even more, it's even better because of the fact that you know how hard he is on the exterior to everybody else. So when he opened up to you, like you really don't care about what these bitches are saying about how much of a <laughs> dog he was or whatever. No, seriously, because it's like when you got a man and you know he's showing a whole different side to you versus anybody, you don't care about what nobody else said because no, everybody don't know that side of it. So it's like okay. one of those situations where um, one, you feel protected. You know, two, you know he's going to provide. And three, you know, profess. That's what you're supposed to do. Look, protect, provide, profess your love. So it's like we we are we are man's man type of type of uh, fraternity. Okay. So that's the difference. You're so not gonna worry about us in your hair products. You're not gonna worry about us. You know. That's so shady. I'm just saying that's how some of them are. They in your mirror all day. Well, I made the stunning confession to our problematic babe that I have never fucked a cue. Ever. Ever. <laughs> and I was sitting here thinking in my mind, I'm like, I'm thinking, but I don't have no proof to like be able to shut you down. My name not in these streets. Now I Let will say Let me call my line brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this though. I'm big time fan of the other 1911 team. No, I felt like when we went to there was some time when I seen you. You was like you was messing with some cues or something. It was when we was at the Centennial or something. You came. Yeah, I can flirt with a cue. I can kiss a cue. I know. Fuck the cue. Mm. See, that's just going to change your life. Next year you're going to be <laughs> on here. You're going to talk about. Yeah. He was. But running. I do. I do fuck with the Kappas. I do fuck with the other 1911 team. I think the problem is because I like pretty boys. Pole for Tuesday. Kappas are cues. <laughs> You know they're going. You know, you know all your little whack ass listeners will be like they're going to vote Kappa just to piss you off. I know because they they want to hate on me. No, I will. Maybe I should. Maybe okay. I'm gonna add that to my list too. No, I'm not gonna say that publicly because they all your little line, not your line brothers, but all your brothers. No, I'm not gonna say that publicly. Maybe I'll dabble. I'm not saying it publicly. All my line brothers. No, that is not what I said. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that was not what I said. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know. I will do that as a poll, but I will for sure. I, I without even have sampled any Q dick, I would even venture to say that it's yeah, of the 
five, five, I'll be politically correct. Um, I definitely would put Kappa and Q at the top. We top tier. Yeah. I mean, nothing about an alpha is like throw downy. <laughs> and Sigma's. I don't know. I will say this. I was pleasantly shocked at a Sigma. When we was, I will say that we was just in motherfucking Houston. And again, I feel like the Kappas run Houston. Everywhere we went, they was like, oh, the Kappa own this, the Kappa own this, the Kappa own this. But we always saw the motherfucking bros. Like, and because bros are bros, nail you down at two o'clock in the morning in the club. I don't understand. <laughs> Like y'all always got a piece of nail you somewhere or the shirt is cut so you can see the brand. But you, I saw more cues, but I heard about more Kappas, if that makes sense. We but everywhere. I, like we're everywhere. Like no. school, like we everywhere for real. Like it's really always going to be a brush somewhere. We were at the Turkey Leg Hut Festival and... I looked over and saw a brigade of purple and gold. And at that very moment, if I was not tired and hot, <laughs> now you know, I never rock nail you. I wish I had on some motherfucking crimson cream because I'd have ran my ass right in the middle. <laughs> Hi, bruh. <laughs> we the reds from the East Coast. I'd have been up in the middle of that. It was like a whole brigade just walking down the street. And I said, God damn. So that was a missed opportunity, but I would definitely be back in Houston. Maybe I will sample there. I mean, you know, listen, you can say whatever you want about the bros because the pink and green love the bros. They live for the bros because at the end of the day, because they want to have this image that they so prissy (laughs) and so prissy and so fancy but at the end of the day all they want to do is be smutted out by the bros i know plenty of bros that marry aks plenty a lot and you know a lot of bros no coleman green purple and gold (laughs) (laughs) no coleman love um no it's there it's there y'all just be acting up y'all be acting funny sometimes i swear i be like look at these look at these holes (laughs) Like they're just so disrespectful. Don't as soon as the camper walk in, they be right there. Hey. <laughs> One brother broke your little heart. Now you are running to the campus every time you see him. See, see, say that again. They broke your heart. Sis is smart. <laughs> Any, anybody can break your heart. Don't blame all of us. I don't know. Well, somebody, I, DM me if you married <laughs> to a bruh. I want to know your story. How did y'all meet? Was it some thought shit or was it some romantic shit? Let me know. I'm just very curious. My favorite meme is the one where it's like a cute, I met this guy. He washed my hair. He made love to me in the shower. Like it was like a one night stand type thing. And she was like, you know, he he washed my hair in the shower. He made love to me. I never heard from him again. He was a cute. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds about right to me. Um, I also like that story. Was that a couple years ago where it went viral where the girl was talking about she had fucked a cue and he like fucked up her insides and she went to the hospital? That was a cue too. So that was that was long too. She was like, her mom had to come see her. Her mom was like, (laughs) Why are you in the hospital? Like, what were you doing? 
And she was just like, yeah, like. All that doesn't up. sound like tender love making to me. <laughs> he no. literally rearranged our guts. <laughs> yeah, that's not, that's not, uh, um, that's not good. <laughs> Like, I had to go, she had to go to the hospital. She was all messed up. I remember that. It was a long Twitter that thread. Was a, yeah, it was a Twitter thread, but it was a whole thing. And I'm just reading this like, you fucked a Q and he fucked your insides up. Like, what the fuck was y'all doing? Right. But see, but you want shit that, like, you, but shit like that make me go, oh. Yeah, so you want that challenge. <laughs> That's what you want. And then, so this is the thing. Like, most women had this thing where, like, when they deal with us or they want to be with a Q is because they heard all those stereotypes that y'all nasty, y'all this, y'all that. So it's like, at the end of the day, they want you to put that leash around their neck and walk them and, you know, do all of that. Like, that's what... That's but y'all what perpetuate it. It's that... I feel like, is this a new new age Q shit? That neck roll with the tongue out? That's not new. That's not <laughs> I, new. I just feel like it'd be the video... Maybe it's because on TikTok. I'd be on TikTok scrolling and I see these young boys who make me feel away. <laughs> And I just be like, "Woo, I could be your mother at this point, but let me uh, (laughs) let me walk away. The neck roll, get it. That's what do it. If you're on Patreon, you're watching Brian do his neck roll. Okay. Um, Yeah, the neck roll is interesting. It's uh, (laughs) I've seen women get weak over the neck roll. Yeah, when properly executed (laughs) in a good stroll, a good hop. I can see you doing something. I can't piece it all together. I can't piece it all together. My hopping isn't like up to par all the way. I got two left feet. I just do it. Is this true? Yes. I haven't seen you hop in a long time, actually. I don't hop. I really just, I really just do something like I might be loud and like just start a chant like, oh, Mother Hubbard. And everybody just start doing it. So it means. (laughs) And then you slot to side. I do want to ask you one last thing. We got this. I'm trying to pull it up now. We got a, it was not a planned listener question. Okay. But somebody was in my DMs um, asking for some type of solicitation. I felt it had been a long time since you and I have responded to a question. I also have not solicited any questions. Also, I'm so overwhelmed with a lot of fucking things right now. I really need to get my life together. Um, but I don't know when that's going to happen, but it has to happen within the next week. And so when they asked it, I was like, you know what? Do you mind? I can't answer this, but I'm recording with Brian soon. And they gave me the go ahead. I'm pulling it up. Sorry, I should have had a screenshot. It. Okay. Hey, Booney Girl. Love the podcast as always. Wanted to get your advice on a few things. <laughs> few things whenever they say that i always feel like it's gonna be some fuck shit Mm -hmm. (laughs) i started dating this guy recently and we were in two different cities at first he let me know that in a couple of months that he would be moving closer to where i am about 45 minutes away so technically kind of still long distance i was so excited because we had really been vibing and i was looking forward to getting to see him in person when he moved, he hit me up to let me know he was here and asked for some time to get settled. As soon as he would settle, we would get up. It's been three weeks. I have not heard from him. I would like to reach out because I really thought we were vibing and I really would like to see him. When I go to send him a message, it says delivered, but no response. <laughs> 
So, Booney, do you think I should follow up again or do you think I've been ghosted? What could po- possibly be the reason that now, as he moved closer, he did not want to meet? Help. So, I have a theory. And my theory is that he's in a relationship. <laughs> Right. And so it was easier to converse and try to hook up when you were further apart. But now that you live, he lives closer. He can't because his bitch is around. Right. Basically. Okay. Um, like- I don't find, I don't understand why it's so hard for women to get that. Like sometimes it's like the shit be plain as day, like right in your face. Like it's just literally like right there for you to see, for you to understand. And you don't have to ask Booney. You don't have to ask Brian. Just ask yourself, why is this man not answering me? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you have been ghosted. It doesn't matter if he has a girl or not. Either way, he don't want to fuck with you. Because if he's seen it and he missed it, he like, oh, I got to hit her back when I go to the store. Or I got to call her, like, out in the yard. Or, hey, babe, I'm about to go drive to the 7-Eleven because I want some haagen Like, you will come yeah. up with a way to hit somebody back or text or... Yeah, you just, you're just not that into you, sis. Yeah, I think that was as simple as that. I saved it purposely because I sometimes feel like women hold the weight of a man's response and insight more than a woman, and that's fine. And I was just like, Brian's going to tell you this, but this I'm, one was clear. I'm, I feel like it's very clear. And that's where I want y'all to get better. I want y'all to get better at understanding when situations are clear and making the decision that, hey, guess what? I decided to do this. I decided to do that. It was clear as day. It was right in my face. But I made the decision. Like, don't come out of it like, I didn't know. And for three years, I didn't know. And you kept me around. And for a year and a half, we did this. Like, it was clear as day. Like, come on. Like, everybody don't have to spell everything out for you. Yeah, I just, I think this goes back to what you were saying earlier a little bit about when you reach that level of desperation, like the common sense seems to go out the window because you're still wishing, hoping, praying. And mm-hmm. this, this was easy. Like, I, you yeah. know, I, I wanted when it's, when it's like, so when it's like something that you're supposed to have, right. And it's going to work. It's just a combination of two people who really want it to work. Like, that's why when people be like, marriage is so hard and this is hard. It, nothing's really hard when two people trying to make it work. Like when you're trying, the problem with a lot of times when people say marriage is hard or relationships are hard is because one person is pulling away and another person's pushing back in. And then when that person decides to be all in, that person pulling away. But if Damn, I'm working, catching a story again. God damn, you don't hit me twice this episode. Go ahead. <clears throat> You represent <laughs> you represent the uh, single black woman, but um, <laughs> no, but for real, like really, I think there's a lot of times it's just that people have bad time, and, and sometimes it's like everybody start off on the same accord, and then it's like people start losing interest, or once somebody lose interest or do something to like piss the other person off, now it's like okay, well, I'm gonna get all the way back, and then that person's not the same no more because you hurt them or you did something. And now you can't get that same love you got from them. And it's just all just discord. So that's why it's like, yeah, it's hard. It don't have to be. Like, if we both want this and we both want to respect each other, like, we don't have to fight. We don't have to argue. We don't have to name call. Yeah, it's just talking. 
That was sound motherfucking advice. Let's just That's... communicate. Now I'm serious. Like people be like hitting their forties, doing the same thing they did in the thirties, same thing they did in the twenties. Start with the toxic shit. Like it should be just toxic for no reason. Why? Like if you still want that, like just stay single. But don't get in a relationship and then be like it's hard. You made it hard with the choices you made, with the decisions you made. Look at Brian preaching today. This is a very. I just get so tired of it. Like people will be blaming other people for their stuff. Like life is not hard. We made it hard. We made some of the decisions and choices that we make. We don't have to live in a. $350,000, $400,000 $350,000, house, but that's the mortgage we wanted. So we got to get up and go to work. Come on, Mr. Mortgage up. Loan Officer. <laughs> Call me. Let me know. No, Henderson for real. Finance, Let me tell finance, you. Henderson Finance and IG. Our problematic thing, Brian, is I feel like it's coming out of his pores now. And I feel like our time with problematic Thave is kind of like, I feel like I might have to recast a problematic fade and like make you a res- like you might be the responsible ratchet fade and Kenny's the responsible fade because I feel like you're moving away from that problematic. You're growing up on me and it's I love to see it. But this nigga is like a really good dad. He has mad businesses. <laughs> we were supposed to try to start our own thing, but I don't even know how the, either one of us is going to find time. the time to do this. I got time. He says he has time. I don't. We'll see. Um, I I make time. You make time for what you want to make time for. But that's the part where, so like, that's the part where, like, I love that part about me that um, people will judge you. People will like point fingers and be like, oh, this person is this way, that way. And they don't know nothing about you. They don't. Yeah. So it's like, and I feel like for as much as we share in these episodes and these moments we have with the audience that, at the end of the day, nobody really knows us. <laughs> right, <laughs> like right. they just tell stories that we tell. Right. Um, like, like people don't know, like that you have a good career, you have a master's degree, you know, you're very <laughs> smart. Like, but it'd be the smart girls that be freaks anyway. So it's not that's not surprising. But um, <laughs> <laughs> the whole point is, it's like I'm a t-shirt. <laughs> people really be out here about their business, and sometimes it's like. It's not our job to try to show you or prove something to you. Like, and I think that's where you know that you really around someone who's genuine or who just don't give a fuck because I honestly don't have any desire to like run my resume down to anybody who's like, yeah, because I heard him on Booney Breakdown and he did this and he said that he does. All right, great, cool. Like, thanks. Like, I'm not here to impress people on social media stuff. It's like, you comfortable with yourself? You don't even need that. Like, my therapist was like, like she was like um if you're secure and you believe all the things that you love to hear you don't need a bunch of people to tell you she was like sometimes people need a bunch of guys or women patting them on their back telling them the same thing because they don't believe it so Mm -hmm. if you believe like you good and you great you don't need to always be like wait for people to be like oh congratulations you did such a good job like you just do it and you believe it you don't need everybody. You don't need a big Your fan therapist. Club. Sounds like a really solid therapist. That's good advice. I'm not giving you her name because then you gonna be trying to. <laughs> I'll invite her on the podcast. Like I need to. No, seriously. Like that's the whole thing. Like you just got to just live your life and do what you got to do. And everybody, people, will, people will realize and see the good in you. I don't got to break for these. You know. Come on, don't. Like, you don't got to get them no receipts, my nigga. Um, I will I'm say get your this. Car washed. 
<laughs> that's I'm telling you. He got like, he hustled me, yo. He got nine careers, four side businesses, three children. I just don't know how. And nobody's on the bench? Nobody. Wow. Look at you all grown up. Just chilling like is no for real like i think that's a big part of having purpose though like when you actually meet somebody and you feel like things are going good and you're compatible with that person it keeps you focused because when you chasing one you're getting away from the other so you can't be chasing pussy and money you never really lose pussy chasing money you but never somebody, lose pussy chasing money yeah because if you chase some money and you get into it, they're they going to be there. But when you're chasing that, you're losing money, definitely. So do, you, so do you feel money. like as you've grown in your career and you have access to more money, do you feel like the caliber of women who are in, in your trails have changed or is it about the same? Just the, the numbers are different. I think the difference is the caliber in the sense that y'all just have more degrees or better jobs, but y'all the same. That's like, so my biggest issue with a lot of women who are single that say stuff to me like, well, I want to meet somebody and I want to do this. And I look at them and I say, you're the same person as the last girl he dated and the girl he dated before. Like, when a guy breaks up with you, he just goes to the next girl who wears the same earrings, the same hairstyle, the same weave, the same clothes, the same, you know, bag, the things that are important to you. You're so shallow that he never misses you because you didn't leave an impact on him. You are just the next girl on Instagram who, you know, can't wait to do a boomerang and, you know, be at dinner. So it's like, when you are just like everybody else and you do everything like everybody else, there's nothing to separate you. Like nobody, nobody misses you because there's more of y'all than it is of us. And I could find another girl who is going to shop here, accessorize that way, get the weave, you know, that's, that's, it's simple, but what do you bring that's different? And a lot of women are just like, what you mean? Like, that's exactly what I mean. You don't even know what your superpowers are. So it's not the, your mouth. <laughs> okay. So before we wrap up, this is my cue. Um, so that sound bite that was going around on the internet, because that sounds like what you were saying. I don't know if you saw it, where it was the guys on the podcast and they were saying how the woman was like, I have the, um, I have the house. I have the career. I have the cars. I have the, all this stuff. All I need now is the man. And the guy was trying to make the point, like, well, now, like, like, no, like, now you're not even desirable because of all those things. Like, mm. did you agree with that statement? Because I've talked about, I, mean, I think so I've talked I about this with everyone but you. I haven't heard it, but I don't, I don't, I don't think that's an issue, but you having your own and you having stuff like. I think if you meet the right person, they're going to love that you're coming with your stuff together. Too mm-hmm. many people doing loans and, you know, working in this financial industry, too many people like yellow, they got good credit and, you know, it's not good. But the whole <laughs> thing is, it's like you want somebody 
not just with stuff, but just some substance too. So it's like some people are like, look at my house, look at my car, look at my job, but they don't have no substance behind them. So just don't be like, I got all of this. All of that is nothing. Like if you're not a good person and they can't like talk to you and everything you do is shallow and it's about the next label you got on and it's about the next trip you can take and how much money you can spend. Yeah. Guys are going to run away. Not because Oh, they scared of me because I got my own money. No, (laughs) it don't have nothing to do with that. Like you're, you're obsessive compulsive about yourself and your lifestyle more so than Mm -hmm. you are wanting to be in a relationship. So it's like, that's when men be like, oh yeah, she just, she just was too much. They wouldn't. And then they'll, they'll use the cop out excuse. And people have made this excuse that when women got that shit together, men like afraid of that. No, I don't know no men who are afraid of that. Like, I know men who deal with women who make really good money. And some of them make less than them. I know somebody's listening to this, this whole episode, this conversation right now, and just like, damn, you shocking the shit out of them. Because even though we label you as problematic, you are actually very pragmatic and logical. <laughs> and, yeah, and so to me, it's like, I don't, I didn't, when the clip went viral and I had had this conversation with a few other men, I was kind of shocked at some of their responses pleased when I heard responses similar to yours, but some of them where they were like, I mean, he's right. And I'm like, oh, you broke. It's a different type of man that look at certain women and automatically be like, she bougie. She stuck up because of how you dressed or what you got on or you got yourself together. So it's like some men are easy, looking for the low hanging fruit all the time. But it's some Come of us low who, hanging fruit. That is perfect description. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of low hanging fruit sitting right on the internet, right on Instagram, DM you, whatever you want, send you pictures, do it up. That's the low hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. The women who'll be like, oh no, I'm not doing that. Or it, it was a threat. It was like um the worst, I'm not sure who posted it, but it was like the worst lines, the worst things dudes said to you, like trying to talk to you. It was like these dudes say anything. You seen that thread? <laughs> Yes, because I I can't. So that's what like the low hanging fruit falls for. And what happens is you're over here trying to put project the image of, yes, I want to meet somebody because Instagram, Facebook is a dating app. At some point, somebody going to come in your DM. But the way some guys approach it is they're so crass because of the low hanging fruit. So the low hanging fruit make it so easy. But it's also how you project yourself too. So yeah. like you got, it's like a, it's a, it's a, it's a catch 22. It is. And so that's why I was saying before, I think in another episode where I'm just so shocked, like, like I'm not even that popular on social media <laughs> or anything. Right. And so I'm always shocked when I'm on these motherfuckers, when I was on these dating apps and I was swiping a nigga is immediately like, send me your titties, you know? And I'm like, do you know, did you, did you know about my podcast and you saw my face or you just assumed because you, it's no way on earth in my mind that men can just lead like this. Like in our first conversation, we in our first conversation, we, we talked about your dick. You asked me for my a picture of my pussy. Like, are you out of your mind? And so right. it is just amazing. So I think, cause I'm like, what is it I'm projecting? And this is the episode I'm going to do based off of a talk to Boonie Tuesday whole thing last week. But I think I'm considered low hanging fruit cause I'm fat. And so they think I'm desperate and I'm not, I, I, I'm, I think that's it. I bet you it's it, Brian. No, I bet you it's it because there are sadly some women out here who are larger in frame, maybe uglier, whatever the case may be, who 
any male attention they're excited by. And I've said this before, I could pick, I have my pick of niggas I could fuck at this very moment that I ain't never fucked before. So that shit don't excite me. So for me, that attention is like, like, we'll get there, my nigga, once I like you, but. And that's, that's the the first conversation you're out of your mind. But I think that's what they're like as a guy. If you're a guy, you listening and you're single, you win by just being cool, just by just playing it cool. Like, you don't even have to do all of that. Like, it's so easy. The game is so easy. Like, you don't even have, you just let it come to you. It's like, all right, you know, I got the open layup. I'm going to take it. Or, you know what, I'm going to pass the ball to the corner. Then I'm going to come back down the court. I'll get my shot later. Like, you don't have to rush it. Like, they will literally fall into your lap. These women have nothing. They have no one. (laughs) (laughs) They got people, listen, they got warm bodies there, but that's it. And they ready to, like, leave him alone. They ready to move on from the dude that's just coming through every now and again, playing the maintenance man. They want more. And it's like, as a single guy, like, you right there for the taking. All you got to do is just, like, just play your cards. Just play your cards right. Yeah, I think that is a great way to end on because this shit is... I just feel like I was sharing the meme last week. Um, Every day is April Fool's when you deal... When you're attracted to men. And a woman responded and was like, no, nah, the women the same way. So I just feel like everybody out here fucked up and that's why dating is trash because I, it's fun to put it on men because I date men, but... Apparently the women are fucked up too. So <laughs> we got to do better y'all. Cause I, I really would like to get off the market soon. Like I want to be f- that meme on Nisi Nash, break my back over here, break my back. That's what the fuck I want to be doing in life. Traveling with a nigga and getting my back broke every single place I get a stamp. And I just can't do it because I be dating for the right now and not for life, but that's a di- conversation for another day. And I'm in therapy on it. So right <laughs> so well, any any uh, final words mr Henderson? Nah, another good episode in the books i keep telling you like we gotta get to a point where we have our own segment once a month once every we're two gonna weeks, do something. it we have to do it we have to like have to do it we got to do it why do people still want to hear from us i keep going like this they might not even want to hear from me no more you want to replace oh, me your growth i'm i'm gonna have to start taking auditions for a problem that <laughs> <day>. <laughs> no it's just certain topics they just well look uh, nigga, i know this and we're not telling dates and locations just yet but i did you know boonie live shows are back and i know your ass better give the people something <laughs> oh i'm gonna give them something ryan <laughs> will be one of the guests even if he's not ratchet he's fucking funny and the timing is funny I mean, so, so the thing the thing is that makes me the problematic fave is I'm raw. I give people the real shit straight. No chaser. And that's the problem. People don't want to hear it that way. Yeah. I always get the DMs like, I like what you said. I just didn't like the way you said it. You said it. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, it's truth, but it's so mean. <laughs> right. So, but yes. Right now. Somebody's hurting right now from this episode. Sorry. But <laughs> Look, you'll be y'all, better for don't it. Don't even feel bad. I caught two strays myself this episode. So you'll be better for it. And somebody about to get that call like, why haven't we gone anywhere? Why? <laughs> Why you keep taking me to Philly every weekend? Like I want to go somewhere different. I'm tired of going to DC. Shots fired again. Look, because the best thing about COVID was that kept you out of them trips. Like, oh no, nah, it's COVID. And you know that's funny because some of my interactions with some people was 
that's when we met. And so I think we met each other in a, in a fake time because it wasn't real life for a minute, but that's not how we lived. And so it's really interesting watching people now in real life again. And it's like, "Mm, I see things, but you know, whatever. It was fun while it lasted. You could have been my pandemic buddy when I'm 85 years old and I'm telling the grandkids, yeah, this one nigga was rocking my world during that pandemic. Right. Like that's fine. (laughs) That's your place in my story of my life. And I'm okay with that. Um, so, all right, yeah. All right, well, till we this is it. do it again, I will talk to you soon. All right, bye. All right. Thank you to the homie, our problematic fave for being our guest this week. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. I hope y'all are on Instagram on Tuesday to participate because I have quite a few Talk to Booney Tuesday polls that Brian has requested per this conversation. (laughs) And also, I hope you check out our sponsor, the new podcast, Reality with King. Be sure to check that out on any of your favorite podcast apps. And if you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to listen to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, YouTube, or any apps that you listen to your favorites on. Don't forget to leave the Boonie Breakdown five-star reviews over on Apple Podcasts. You might just hear your review on the next episode. Follow us on all social media. Share the episode with those you love those you don't love those you fucking hate i don't make these pretty images for nothing okay have a dope ass week stay healthy safe and sane thank you for listening and remember the ratchet in me always honors the ratcheting you Hello, my stay until next time